last week we we um, put across the difficulty of making a decision because inevitably any decision comes uh, comes with its its comparative status, meaning that whenever I choose anything, it's based on the context in which I see it. Whenever I, I look at anything, am I doing well? How's my learning going? Learning's going great. How do I know? Well, because of all the people I share, um, I've come consistently, and uh, pretty much the rest of the year is starting to slack off. It's already the end of winter's month, and they say slack off. So I'm, so I can rate myself as a massmate. That's that's because you happen to be in an environment where people are slacking off. Or be if you'd be in an environment when everyone else was actually as they get towards the end of the month, they realize the chashivas of how important it is to end off on a good note, and therefore they actually increase the sedarim. So then all of a sudden, you by maintaining your sedarim, you'd be a shvacha masmid. The only reason you're considering yourself a masmid is because compared to the people around you, they're slacking off. And that's true of almost every single perception we have. It's limited incredibly by our context, by comparison. What we, what's next to it? What we're looking at in relation? What's it relation in relation to? If so, it becomes very difficult to make a true choice to pursue, pursue truth at all. Because ultimately, what the, Mar- uh, what the Ramchal begins by saying, so becomes an extremely difficult thing to ever define. How, how do you define it? What is that? Ultimately, I'm going to be basing myself on some type of contextual, some, some type of relationship, some type of comparison. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's where we left off last week in a state of uh, approximating Yush. Of course, compared to how we're feeling before. Had we been in the state of Matzmamash Yush, we could have taken felt very hopeful last week. But where we were before, we were feeling very Yush. So, I have maybe a bit of a kibbun in this, and uh, I'd like to explore it with you. There's a famous Rav Desla. Rav Desla in Kuntras Bechira puts across the mechanism of how a person makes a choice and how it works. We are used to throwing around the word freedom of choice, and he calls on us to make a bit more of a precise definition of what freedom of choice is all about. What does it mean? The understanding is I can choose to do what I can do. But there are says Rav Tesla, that's not 100% true. Freedom of choice means that you're not predisposed, you're not inclined to choose in one direction or the other, and you're in the middle of a battle whereby you could just as easily choose to do that as this, and then you're free to choose. If there's more inclining you to choose good, so then you know, that's, not free, that's not freedom of choice, because there's something edging you in one way. If you're more inclined to choose bad, so that's not freedom of choice, because that's you're inclined to do bad. And the truth is, even though Rab, Rav Dessa speaks it out, it's also it's, it's the whole usoid of Rabbi Israel when he speaks about tshuva of colors and chamurais, that a person is rewarded and punished in accordance to with in accordance with the difficulty or the ease of the mitzvah or nevera. And nevera, which is difficult to do, so, and you, res- and you do it chalila, so the oinesh is minimized. If it's a nevera that you could easily avoid doing and you do it, the oinesh is increased. A mitzvah which is easy to do, so the schar is limited. A mitzvah which is hard to do, so the schar is increased. In other words, you see that my own, my own relationship to the particular mitzvah or Avera is taken in consideration. So you see that harder choices are rewarded when they're for the good, and easier choices are punished when they're for the bad. So it's, it's, it's working on that same mechanism. 
I don't know if you understood what I just said, but it's, it needs to be a, if you're going to be so then maybe you'll and maybe you maybe you'll see that taka. I'm wrong. So look at Rebisol, Mechtavov. So Rebisol, uh, I mean, Revdes put across, he, he describes it as a battlefield. In the battlefield, so if you've got two armies warring against one another, so let's say the battlefield is along a huge, a huge expanse of, of land. And the battle right now is taking pl- p- place in the middle of this, this 30 kilometer stretch. So you've got the battle, the battle is at its height. People are fighting, they're warring with one another at this point in time. What happens is when the when the when the one side wins is victorious over the other, they push them back and they have to retreat. So the advancing army advances and the retreating army retreats. So right now they're both at the 15 kilometer mark, 15 kilometers on each side. Then the 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 triumphant army pushes back the defeated force another five kilometers. So now the battlefield. The, sh- the point of the battle has shifted five kilometers forward. And they keep on pushing and pushing and pushing him until eventually they break them into submission after they've crossed another 30 kilometers. So Avdesa says, in that analogy, the point where the battle takes place is the point where you have to fight. Anything that you've got in the past, any land that's already been conquered, you don't have to worry about that. And anything which is much in advance, you also is beyond your control because you, you, that's not where you're fighting. So essentially that's a marshal for where we are. There are certain things which are above our point of Bechira. There are certain things which are below our point of Bechira. For example, a person has um, a hard time waking up in the morning. It's not that he doesn't wake up in the morning. He struggles with it. So let's say, I don't know how you measure it, but let's say the struggle is a 50-50 struggle. He wakes up in the morning and says, should I go daven at the minion at 7.30 or should I not go daven and catch the 8.20 um, express version? So he's, 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 he's caught in a, in a struggle. And studying or coming into his mind, both sides, if I sleep longer, so then I have more koyak, if I sleep go to bed, so there's a and And eventually he can decide one of two ways. We'll take the first path. First, first path is he decides, Tvili is chashev, I'm going to go daven at the 7.30 minion. Gets out of bed, goes and davens. Next morning he wakes up. Rav Desla's theory is that the struggle will be less intense. Because he already has made a movement in his fight against the Yetzer. So now it would be maybe, I don't know how to measure it, 52-48%. He then does it again and he wins. The next day, so then it's already 60-40. He then does it a few more times until essentially he no longer has to fight about getting up in the morning. He, get, he wakes up in the morning, he gets out of bed and goes and down the 7th minutes Because that's already conquered ground. If, however, the other thing ensued, he took the other option, which means he decided not to go daven. So then the next day when he wakes up, the struggle would have, he would, he would have been defeated. So the struggle would be the chances are he'll stay in bed. And the truth is, after he does it a few days in a row, so then he now no longer even ha- ha- doesn't even consider the option of davening at the 7.30 minute and he's defeated. That's what Rav Desley means between the way that our choice is compared to a battling army. Yes. In that marshal, um, how does someone who's been getting up for a very long time, on time, ever get back? Because some people do get back into a bad habit. Right. How so, that so that's a very kind of uh, superficial overview of how choice works. In other words, the actual intricacies of how a particular choice works and the kind of factors that go into it, we have to explore more fully, as we'll shortly be doing. Stay tuned. Um, so that's what he says. Now. Well, one thinks when he does this, Rav Desla, so everyone gets really excited about Rav Desla, because it means that really most of my life has got no freedom of choice in it. 
because the points that I'm struggling at are really a few little points, far and few and far between. And therefore the majority of my life is no longer a struggle, it's no longer really involved in Bechir. And there are those that support this idea and they say therefore, perhaps in the course of a person's day, let, let's be generous and we'll say maybe he makes a hundred or so decisions which are no gaya to, to Bechir. But the rest of his day, it's, he wakes up in the morning, he doesn't choose to wake up in the morning, he wakes up in the morning because because he woke up in the morning yesterday and that's no longer a struggle for him. He davens. He doesn't choose to daven. He davens because he davened yesterday. He goes to learning. He doesn't choose to go to learning. He goes to learning. The majority, majority of his day is completely free of choice. He's robotic in his performance because uh, he's conquered, he's conquered those, those battles. There are those that suggest that. Um, I think that's a total distortion of, of destiny and reality itself. Because if you think about it carefully, and you have an analogy, let's say you, you're sitting in share and you would like to take notes. So what kind of choices are available? Let's say you took notes yesterday. So you're a guy that takes notes in share. You take notes here and a tucker helps you and it's gewalding and it's geschmack and you do it. And you do it well. So now you sit down, you've got the pen and paper in front of you and you're about to take notes in share. Do you have a choice anymore? No, you don't have a choice. You're going to take notes. So does that mean you have no choice? So let me ask you, I'm going to take you now and instead of, let's say you've got a note, let's say you manage to sneak your computer um, into, into the share room. And uh, for some reason, it was one of the new advanced versions that's totally invisible. Invisible screen, invisible keypad, everything's invisible. You can just go like this. Just go like this. So you manage to sneak into share and now, now you have to choose to type up the notes on share. What do you, what do you, what's going to go through your mind? What are you going to do when you switch on the computer? The chances are, you're going to, well, you're going to have to select a font. And then you're going to have to choose page layout. And then you can choose the color of ink. And then you can choose the size of the letters. And then you can choose the spacing of the letters. Because even in that, in that very mundane action, there's enormous range of possibilities. And even though the truth is you're not a computer, so maybe you don't have a thousand fonts at your disposal, meaning the way you form the letters, you've got a range of choice, but you don't have a thousand choices, but you definitely have a choice in regard to the size of the letters, you can definitely change the slant of your letters. You can definitely change the spacing of your letters. You can choose your page layout. Maybe the page layout for taking notes in the share shouldn't be linear. Maybe you should write the central idea in the share and then have arrows going to the points that are relevant. And maybe there'll be a better way of note taking. Maybe you should use different colored pens because you have color option in the computer as well in order to illustrate. Maybe certain words should be italicized and you should put them in bold. Maybe other words should be written smaller and other words bigger. You've got a realm of choices. Now, do you understand, when a person goes into share and he thinks, oh, I took notes yesterday and therefore I don't have a choice to take notes today, I'm just going to do it. So he completely constricts himself and limits, the he limits what he can do with that. And the truth is, I would say, if all of those things are within his ability, which seemingly they are, because the ability to actually write differently doesn't sound like it's an enormous struggle that there's a huge force against you, Rather, it seems to be a pretty easy thing to make the letters this much smaller, this much bigger. doesn't seem that that's the battle that hasn't been conquered. On the contrary, what our time is, that's a chalik of your Bechira. The chalik of your Bechira is doing all the things you could do in the moment. Which means, essentially, before every shir, you could go through a range of possibilities, and as the shir goes on as well, You'd be making choices as how to frame these words, how to present this idea, how to... You could change the size of your page. You could change the color of your page. There are so enormous amounts of choices you could make, even something as seemingly irrelevant as 
taking notes for share. What Mahagosha is, if a person would do that, so then you'd feel growth in that area as well. There would be no stagnation. You'd realize that you thought that the battle had been won, but really the battle hadn't been won at all. The battle was still being fought. You just were unaware of it. And that's not only true in, in writing. It's true in, you know, there's a person, let's say, that you struggle to say hello to in the morning. Not your wife. Someone else. And eventually you, it, was, it, was, it got to the point where it really was a struggle. And you broke the barrier of social difficulty and you said, good morning, good morning. And from that day on, he says, good morning to you every morning. So he's like, okay, I've won the battle. I've won the battle and therefore nothing more to do. But you could say, no, perhaps, okay, I've won that battle. Now there's a new choice. The choice is maybe I should engage him in conversation. The choice is maybe I should compliment him. And within that, there's a huge range of possibilities. I can choose my tone of voice. How should I say low to him? High or low pitch? How about this? Hello. Or maybe, hi. Or maybe, hello. Or, show them. I've got a range. I can do all those things. See, I just did them. I just did them myself. So I can choose all those things. I can choose what words I should say to him. I can say, I saw amazing vote in the pasture. Or I can say, what's with the Bechir? It's unbelievable. How come she just dropped one seat? I have no idea. And... <laughs> Don't you think it was like wrong of I mean, the politics generally goes well in Israel? So you can just you can open up the but maybe you shouldn't. Maybe maybe you should choose something else. Maybe so you see that even in the every second of every moment of our wake, wake, waking life, there's a realm of possibilities of choice. So Mahagosha is when we don't think this way. And Mahagosha is the reason why we don't think this way is because we become trapped we become captive of comparisons. In other words, once we've realized that what we've done until this point in time has done us okay, so compared to, let's say, a person become, comp- you, see, you see the person that wins, wins the battle. It was really hard for me to wake up in the morning. Eventually I succeeded. Now I dive in the 7.30 million. Actually, you should be doubling nights, but you don't do that. What you do is you use your point of failure as your point of comparison compared to what I was six months ago, the fact that I now wake up every morning is amazing. But that comparison is an unfair comparison. Because what you should be doing is comparing yourself to what you could be based on your range of possibilities and where you are presently. Right now, since doubling is not, no longer battle, so that means you are now invited to enter into the new struggle. It could be now you have to work on Birch HaShachah. And once you've done that, you can't let rest on your laurels. Then you have to work on Pesukidizim, or maybe Shemineser first, or whatever it is. And then when you've done that, and then when you've done that, when you view life this way, every single moment is pregnant with enormous possibility, and there's no such thing as a by-road day. There's no such thing as Mitzvah Nashim There's no such thing as a day goes by with no Chidush. Because every moment has Chidush. Whereas when a person goes into the comfort zone of making a choice, and then living with a choice, so he dies. He dies at the point of his choice. And he restricts himself. And he restricts his koyachus. And he restricts his gadlus. And essentially he stops choosing. If you think about it this way. You look at a child and you see how a child progresses. A baby in the first years of his life. It's astonishing how much change there is. This baby goes from something which can't speak. Can't understand language. Can't communicate. Can't walk. Can't move its hand into its face. 
and within two years you have this incredible steepest possible learning curve in the in the world where this child becomes a communicative not only communicated but so sophisticated you know the baby knows by the cocking of its head or its flickering of its eyes how to entice a parent and how to it's astonishing this is a child who's so emotionally and communicatively sophisticated how do they learn that such a short period of time the answer is that you used every single moment as a learning experience and that's what you see what children do when babies do everything every time they crawl they're experiencing textures and they see new everything is a new experience everything is a learning experience what happens is it keeps on going, keeps on going, and then that steep learning curve starts to plateau. And if it stops, so then a person dies at that point. But the truth is, we really have nothing restricting us from developing as much as babies in our day-to-day life. There's nothing stopping us from being somewhere completely different in a year's time to the way we were years before. The only thing that's stopping us is our restriction of our own ability to make choices. Imagine. So let's imagine tomorrow morning, you are one who takes notes in share. Now imagine if you make a choice of note-taking in share. I'm pretty certain, and you try, let's say, 10 different ways of doing it over the next 10 days. And you play around with different ideas and different methods. The chances are, if you continue that type of process for another year, your ability to take notes will be so more sophisticated than if you would have just done the same thing as you did the day before, that it will be unrecognizable. And that's just one, in one small area of life. Where you could do it with Tvili, you could do it with Birch Shachar, you could do it with Birch Zanenim, you could pick one Brocha and say, just, I'm just going to work on Shachar. Just going to work on Shachar. Now, in terms of Shachar, there's enormous possibilities of what you could do with it. You could deal with, again, what you're going to focus on Shachar. You could focus on Hakar Satoyev. You could focus on Yiras Sakhodesh Bochu. You could focus on Yiras Aoinis, Yiras Aoinimus. You could focus on Avas Hashem. You could focus on, within, without the Midas, you could focus on the way you say it. You could focus on the pace. In the pace, you could focus on what do you say fast and what do you say slow. Should you go, Baruch Atah, you could focus on the pauses. Or should you say, Baruch Atah, you could focus on the emphasis. You could focus on the volume of your voice. Should you say it loud, maybe it's more effective to say it soft. And then you could play around with maybe if the focus of the midi is here, I'll say it soft. Maybe the focus of the simcha, I'll say it loud. Maybe I'll move my hands, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll shockle, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll find a particular kind of food which I have a geschmackkeit from so that it will be moisty from the kavon in my brocha. Maybe I'll find a particular piece of food which I don't enjoy to say even then I have a karazotoyf. I can work on how much I'm going to have. Maybe I'll just have a grain to show that even this tiny amount is kadaya shakol. Or maybe I'll definitely makpid on the shares. I can say about the foshas and say my karazotoyf. And this mahalach goes through to every, each and every aspect. So now when when I start thinking about these things, there's two feelings which overcome me. The first feeling which overcomes me is a feeling of, I want to run a mile. It's absolutely terrifying because it seems like it's just so exhausting. And the other feeling which hits me is this feeling of being alive. So I have these two feelings which kind of encroach upon me when I start thinking about how I make choices. It seems, but if you're always thinking and you're always choosing, oh, on the other hand, but just think how exciting life is, as opposed to, oh yeah, I did this yesterday. It means that you'll never ever do one, you'll never do two, two things which are the same in your life. Because every day, every day, so, say you wake up, it could be that you'll become more sophisticated. One morning you wake up, so how should you dive in? It could be taller on how tired you are. If you're tired, that's not the day you should choose to be because you may fall asleep. That's the day you should choose to do it fast with a lot of shockling. 
So then you start to be mat in where with tram where you are with your avoider and now the minute you start to choose in this way, this is I believe already a significant departure from basing your fundamental um, measurement of who you are based on your environment. Because the range of choices that you make up for yourself, you're not borrowing from the people around you to choose them. You're generating them from yourself. If you can do that, your life will change dramatically. Dramatically. You can change the way you walk. How should you walk? How should you walk? So maybe one day you'll walk. You don't want to be over the Easter walking Bukhomas and Kufa. So when are you over it? When you, what does it mean to walk Bukhomas and Kufa? You're not allowed to walk Bukhomas and Kufa, right? <laughs> so how do you say it's okay to Kufa? <laughs> so what does Bukhomas and Kufa mean? What, what, what? Does it mean this? Does it mean this? Do you have to walk like this? Or like this? What's the angle? Which angle do you have to walk at? There's a whole range. 90 degree, 45, 50, 60, back to 90. It's all, it's all, it's all potential. It's all unrealized potential. And I think when you do that, so then all of a sudden, sugyas start to open up, which were dead. Sugyas which you didn't know existed opened up, because you actually realize that when you're walking on the street, what kind of choices can you make? Maybe you can make a choices. Maybe you should look at the sky, and. Be misspoiled from the sense of space and the blueness of the blue and the fact that I have eyes that can discern blue. Some people are colorblind. They can't see blue. But you see blue and then you think, one second, the blue is also treles. So somehow blue has always got the shaykhs to say a quote your mind. That's interesting. I never thought about that before. And things which when they disappear into the distance, they always become blue. So is that a remise to something which is ain't safe? Oh, that's an, and then you can choose to deviate your thought elsewhere. So my, to sum up, to sum up, a person who lives in the world of comparisons is a person that lives with the utmost to choose. Instead of generating a choice from yourself, you say, okay, what should I do? Ah, I should sit like this. Why? Well, he's sitting like this. When should I come to Davening? Well, he comes down, I'll come the same time as him. Um, how should I eat? How should I speak? What kind of things should I speak about? So that kind of process is almost when a person relies on his social surroundings to provide him with the choices he makes, he falls into the trap of destruction of his own ability to choose. Because the truth is, when you think of your options, you may come up with some options which no one around you would ever think about. Maybe you'll decide that when you sit down in the, in the middle of Seder, so then you think to yourself, okay, what, what kind of Seder should this be? And again, a thousand choices in front of you. Maybe you should stand up, maybe you should sit down. If you sit down, maybe you should sit down with your back straight, maybe you should be hunched over. Maybe you should shock or maybe you shouldn't shock. Maybe when you speak to Chavrusa, you should focus today on trying to listen to your Chavrusa. Maybe today you focus on trying to get your Chavrusa to listen to you. Maybe you should focus on being mimic in, 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 in making sure that you get every single word clear. Perhaps today you should focus on getting the Klolim clear. It's all open. What do we do? So what do you do when you do that? You're looking for clues and your clues are always going, ah, he's doing this. So it could be in the point, you'll, you'll completely lose yourself. 
So I think maybe that's a little bit closer to what the Ramchal is saying, Hatoeva Miti. Hatoeva Miti, you have to be misboining in Mahatoeva Miti. And it becomes such a sophisticated, you have to open up, open up, open up. Thousands of choices, thousands of ways of doing things. There's no limitation, essentially, if you think about it, there's really no limitation. But the only way you'll find those choices is by looking at yourself, because no one else is doing them, because they don't have the same... So interesting. You choose how you speak. Choose On the deepest level, you could choose the thoughts to think. Maybe you could say, what do I think about now? And how should, in what way should I think about it? Should I think about it visually? Should I think about it literally? Should I think about it? Should I hear it? Should I see it? Should I smell it? Should I touch it? Chuban Yushalayim. So what should I Should I see the Chuban Abais? Should I feel the Chuban Abais? Should I hear the cries of the people? Should I smell the smoke? Maybe that's not the Indian. Maybe I should see chuban of people not being shaykh to avoid or maybe I should be people who aren't bichlal from maybe so many choices so I think that's maybe a kivun going weiter in our sugi in the shushayim of the heroes maybe okay what do you say maybe I should end now maybe I should continue maybe I should end with that shkoya maybe I should end with that Thank <laughs> you.